Matthew chapter number 14. Uh, Matthew chapter number uh, 14. Um, and as you're turning there, um, if you don't know where that is, excuse me, if you don't know where that is, that's the first book of your New Testament. So Matthew, and then go over to chapter number 14. Because you have a, in your Bible, you have an Old Testament and New Testament. So Matthew's the first book of your New Testament. Um, and we're also going to put it up on the screen. If for some reason you don't have a Bible or forgot your Bible this morning, whatever it may be, um, put it up there on the screen. So Matthew chapter number 14. Um, and we're going to look there. Um, before, we, before we get to Matthew chapter 14, I'm going to read a section of last week's um, uh, verses that we talked about. We talked about last week of the, Jesus being the bread of life and about him feeding the 5,000, but that he was saying, you know, like, you want, you want physical needs, but I'm trying to do something from the standpoint of spiritual needs that you need me. Um, and, and we kind of skipped over a section of Scripture that I want to go back to uh, this week. And so we're going to look at uh, John chapter 6 and verse 16, and then we'll go to Matthew 14. It says, And when even was now come, his disciples went down into the sea, and entered to a ship, and went over the sea unto Capernaum. And it was now dark, and Jesus was not come to them. And the sea arose by reason of a great wind that blew. So when they rode about fifty and twenty or thirty furlongs, they see Jesus walking on the sea, drawing nigh unto the ship, and they were afraid. And he said unto them, It is I, be not afraid. Then they willingly received him into the ship, and immediately the ship was at the land, whether they went. Let's pray. Lord, thank you so much uh, for today. Thank you so much for your word. And Lord God, I pray specifically, Lord, that your word would speak to our hearts. Lord God, we don't need another opinion. We don't need another um, idea. We need the word. The word is what changes lives. The word is what changes us from the inside out. And so, Lord God, today, I pray that your word would speak. And, Lord, it will speak. But, Lord God, let us be willing to listen. And more importantly, Lord God, let us be willing to act on what your word says. And so, Lord God, we're going to give you praise and glory for who you are and what you're going to do. In your wonderful holy name we pray. Amen. Amen. You may be seated. You may be seated. Um, So we're in a series. We're in a series right now. Uh, called Who is This Jesus? Who is this Jesus? And what this is, is this is what we're doing is we're walking through from basically from Christmas to Easter, kind of walking through different accounts in the gospel to understand who Jesus is. And when we talk about Jesus and what Jesus can do and how he wants to operate and work in our lives, that, that it's not just about Jesus from the standpoint, even though we do want to emphasize that he died on a cross and rose up three days later and all that kind of stuff. But Jesus walked on this earth, walked with, 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 with people on this earth, his different disciples, followers, whatever it may be. And so we need to see from the perspective of Jesus from that way. But today, we're going to kind of take a little bit of a different direction and not really so much focus on Jesus himself, but really from the standpoint of a disciple in particular and how he followed Jesus in his life. And so the title of the message today is, the title of the message today is, How to Exercise Your Faith. Say it with me, one, two, three, how to exercise your faith. Now, here's what's going to be real key to what we're going to talk about. That third word, exercise, is what we're going to come back to towards the very end, okay? When we talk about exercise your faith, exercise your faith, exercise your faith, and we'll see more emphasis on that towards the end of what it means to truly exercise our faith. So how to exercise your faith. Now, every single one of the things we're going to look at is it's going to be a your, you 
kind of statement, all right? Now, a lot of times I like to preach, I say we, us, our, that kind of thing, but I want this to really feel like it's personal to you, okay? It's personal, all right? Well, what I love about God, He's a personal God. Can I get an amen? He's a personal God. That means that God wants to specifically work in your life today, not in just our life or, or y'all's life, but in your life, okay? So how to exercise your faith. So if we're going to talk about a how-to, a how-to, when I think about how to do something, I think step one, step two, step three, step four, on and on and on, right? How many of y'all like this? When you get something new, Okay. Uh, when my kids were little, uh, it seemed like the, the Christmas was as many parts as it can be, right? Or you ever try to put something together? Kevin, I know from the standpoint of like, like putting together a car and all that kind of stuff, and you know how you're doing things, but here's, when I first look at something for the very deal, and here, let me ask this, I'm going to test you all a little bit. Okay, you got all those parts in place, and then you got this little piece of paper, right? Okay, what are those called? The instructions, okay? Now, let's be honest. Let's just get it out there real quick. How many of y'all, you get it all out, and you put those instructions, you go like this. Let's figure this out, <laughs> okay? All right? This is not what we're going to do today, all right? We're, when it comes to exercising our faith, we can't put the instructions aside, okay? We've got to say, okay, uh, if we're really going to exercise our faith, we're going to look at step one, step two, step three, step four, step five. Does that make sense? Can I get an amen? All right, can't put the instructions away. You got to actually use them today, all right? So what we're going to do and go into Matthew 14, Matthew 14. Now, the account we just read in John 6 is in the book of John, in the book of Mark, and in the book of Matthew, okay? And so in the book of Matthew, one thing that we sometimes get when you look at the different gospels is that some gospels are going to emphasize particular areas in greater ways. Like last week when we, the feeding of the 5,000 is contained in all four gospels, but only in the book of John does he specifically talk about him being the bread of life, okay? So sometimes you'll look at the gospel account and you may see it how John, John wrote about it and what he put in there and what Mark wrote about it and put in there, but then there may be a gospel that, that gives you a little bit more detail into what happened, okay? And that's exactly what happens in Matthew, okay? This is exactly where we were in John chapter 6, but it's in Matthew in that account, but there's some extra details that we're going to see. So let's start in, in uh, uh, Matthew 14 and verse 22. If you're there, say, I'm there. Okay, and it says, and straightway, Jesus constrained, straightway means immediately, Jesus constrained, that word constrained means to compel or to force, okay? So, so straightway, immediately, Jesus constrained, forced, compelled his disciples to get into a ship, all right? And to go before him unto the other side while he sent the multitudes away, those multitudes of the 5,000 that he fed, okay? So he sends them away, and he says, look, you're getting in the ship. And you're going on the other side, okay? Then, um, verse 23, And when he had sent the multitudes away, he went up into a mountain apart to pray. And when the evening was come, he was there alone. But the ship was now in the midst of the sea, okay? That ship that Jesus put him on forced them to get on. And they're in the, they're in the water now. But the ship was now in the midst of, of the sea, tossed with waves, for the wind was contrary. The word contrary means, means basically against or opposite, all right? So the, the wind was at their, at their faces. Verse 25, and in the fourth watch of the night, Jesus went unto them doing what? Walking on the sea. Walking on the sea. So here's the disciples. They're in a boat that, 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 that Jesus has told them to get into and to go out on the sea. 
and there's some storms going on, okay? And, and, and in the midst of these storms, they look out and they see Jesus walking on the sea. Let's keep on going. Verse 26, and when the disciples saw him walking on the sea, they were troubled, saying, it is a spirit, and they cried out for fear. Basically what they're saying is like, there's a ghost out there. We need to be scared, all right? I don't know what that spooky thing is out there, but we need to, ah, we're stuck in this boat, okay? By the way, I'm probably in their mind was going, we're stuck on this boat that Jesus put us on, by the way, okay? All right? So it is a spirit, and they cried out for fear. Verse 27, but straightway, that word straightway means immediately, Jesus spake unto them, saying, Be of good cheer, it is I, be not afraid. Now that should sound familiar, because the exact phrasing that he uses in John chapter number 6. And also if you look in Mark, same thing. Alright? Now at that point, that's kind of what where Mark and John all agree with, and then they skip to the point of basically the winds and the seas are calmed, and Jesus gets back in the boat. But there's a section in Matthew that have, there's something that happens with a particular disciple that Mark and John do not highlight, but Matthew does. And so that, that disciple is Peter, okay? Peter. Now, in just a minute, we're going to read because Peter does something that nobody else in the boat does, okay? But what he does, so we understand this, what we see with Peter is Peter is about to exercise his faith. Say it with me. He's about to exercise his faith. He's about to do that, okay? All right, so let's kind of look at that and learn from that from the standpoint of what Peter is about to do. Verse 28, And Peter answered him and said, Lord, if it be thou, bid me come unto thee on the water. So essentially what Peter says is like, look, if that's you, Jesus, if that's you, Lord, like, ask me to come out. Ask me to come out in the water with you. And notice what Jesus says in verse 29. And he said, what's that next word? Come. Now, when it comes to exercising our faith, all right? Remember, we're not, we're not putting the instructions over here. We're bringing the instructions out, okay? When it comes to exercising our faith, number one, step number one, step number one is you need to recognize Jesus wants you to exercise your faith. You need to recognize Jesus wants you to exercise your faith. Now, let me explain that. Let me explain that. Because some of you are like, Buchanan, that doesn't feel like a step. Sometimes the, 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 first step, the first step to be able to go do something is we need to recognize that there's more steps to take. Does that make sense? All right? And so we've got to recognize Jesus wants you to exercise your faith. When Peter asked, if it be thou, let me come out to you, what was Jesus' response? What was that little word? He said what? Come. Say it with me. He said, come. Peter was about to exercise or wanted to exercise his faith, and Jesus' response was, come. Let let me say that in a different way. Every time you feel compelled to exercise your faith, guess what Jesus is going to say? Come. Like, do it. Like, if I'm telling you to exercise your faith, do it. So we need to recognize Jesus wants you to exercise your faith. That he wants that. That's his desire for your life. He wants you to live in a place where you're taking steps of faith after steps of faith after steps of faith. So we don't have to wonder, okay, if it's in God's word what I need to do or not do. In a step of obedience, I don't have to wonder and say, okay, I've read it in Scripture. This is what it is. And so I need to wonder and say, okay, I wonder if God wants me to do that. Okay? Here's what I want to help you with. Uh, Romans 10, 17. 
Romans 10, 17. So faith cometh by, come on, here. So faith cometh by hearing, and hearing by the what? Word of God. Okay? So, so if, 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 if the, the, the faith comes when, when Jesus says, step out, okay? Faith comes, so from the standpoint, by hearing, hearing by the word of God. So if, if, God, if, if God is showing you something in scripture or speaking to you through his Holy Spirit, that, let me help you with this. If you feel an urge to exercise your faith, that is not something that you are putting on yourself. That is from God. Can I get an amen? amen. Okay? So we need to recognize, number one, go back to number one. We need to recognize, we need to recognize Jesus wants, to, wants you to exercise your faith. Now, I'm going to use an example here, okay? I'm going to use an example here. Now, I want to be careful about this because every time I talk about this subject, y'all start to get quiet, all right? So I'm going to use this example, not saying you have to do it. I think it'd be really cool to do it, but I'm just using an example of how I, this week, I exercise my faith. And particularly, the way I exercise my faith is by sharing the gospel, Okay? So this week, this past week, I shared the gospel with someone else. And I'll talk about that a little bit more. But the reason why I'm saying this is Jesus wants us to share the gospel. Can I get an amen? Okay, I don't have to wonder about that. It's in the scripture, right? It's clearly there that I need to share the gospel, all right? There have been people that God has put on my heart and my mind to share the gospel with. So I have to recognize that he wants me to exercise my faith all right so that's the one area okay so now i don't have to think about it wonder about it jesus wants me to exercise my faith in one area not saying that's your area this week even though i think it'd be a great area all right but whatever that area is you need to recognize jesus wants you to exercise your faith okay he desires for that he is not saying like in no way shape or form has god ever said don't do that don't you dare follow my word (laughs) don't you dare do what i'm telling you to do in the holy spirit okay when you recognize okay now um, let's look. Let's look at. Let's look. At, let's keep on looking at our scripture. Okay. So in verse twenty nine, he said, "Come." And when Peter was come down out of the ship, he what walked on the water. Okay. So number two, number two. Here we go. Be willing to step out in your faith. Be willing to step out in your faith. Because it, it, let, let me help you with this. It's one thing to have a knowledge of it. Like I know that's what I'm supposed to do. That's what I feel like I need to do. But there's a difference between, okay, I recognize that Jesus wants me to exercise my faith and then the process of actually exercising your faith. So be willing to step out in your faith. Because here's one note. Let's talk about Peter for a second. Okay? Peter could believe that he could step out and walk on water. Jesus could have even told him, hey, if you'll step out, you can walk on water. But when do you know if you can walk on water? When you step out. Let's say it this way. The only way he knows if he's walking on water, if he gets out of the boat. Say it with me. If he what? Gets out of the boat. He doesn't know if he can walk on water until he actually gets out of the boat. He, Peter had to take a step onto the water, right? We talk, we talk about things like taking a step of faith, taking a leap of faith, all right? It, it, just to have faith to stand here is not real faith. Would you agree? Okay? Like, okay, okay, well, I'm, I'm just standing here. I know it. I understand it, all that kind of stuff. I believe God, okay? Sometimes we've got to put action to our belief. We have to be willing to step out. Be willing to step out 
in your faith. Great example. Let me talk about some same one sharing the gospel. I felt I felt like God was first of all. I knew from Scripture I need to be sharing the gospel. I felt there's a particular person that God put on my heart and my mind to share the gospel with. But let me help you with this. If I don't open my mouth and tell him about Jesus or share my story, I'm really not exercising my what faith. If I'm really truly exercising my faith, I have to step out and actually do something with my faith. Does that make sense? Can I get an amen? All right, so here we go. I feel like we're getting some traction here. Y'all ready? Okay. Now, uh, let's keep on looking at this, okay? All right, so come, and when Peter was come down out of the ship, he walked on the water. Now, look at this next set of, okay? He walked on the water to go to who? Jesus, okay? So when he walked, when he stepped out of the boat, when he's about to walk on the water, he had a focus, okay? He had a focus. He, he was going towards Jesus. He had a direction, an objective, a path, and he went to, he walked on the water to go to Jesus. To go to Jesus. Now, remember, step one, step two, step three, okay? Here we go. Step one, recognize that Jesus wants me to exercise my faith. Number two, be willing to step out in your faith. Number three, let's look at this. Focus your faith solely on who? Jesus. On Jesus. Now, in just a minute, some of y'all know this story. This is why this is a super, super important point. And sometimes you don't understand point step three until you get to understand step four, okay? But he had a focus. He had a focus. And he was when he was stepping out, he was not focused on this is really good. He wasn't focused on the what? He wasn't focused on the how. He was focused on what? The who. He was focused on the who. He was focused on Jesus. I'm going to be focused solely on Jesus. Sometimes when it comes to exercising our faith, we get caught up in the how. We get caught up in the what. Let me, this is a great way to say it. We get caught up in the why, right? We get caught up in all these different things. We get caught up, in, let's, let's just go all the way through like we're doing English class, okay? <laughs> we get caught up in the where, Where we exercise our faith. But regardless of where you exercise your faith, what you exercise your faith, why you exercise your faith, or how you exercise your faith, the most important part of when you exercise your faith is the what? The who. It's the who. It's the who. It's, let, me, let me say it this way. It's, it's the, it's, okay, how do I exercise my faith? Because we've got to focus on who we're exercising that faith in. Does that make sense? Okay, so many people are like, I want to, I want to walk on water. I, here, this is what's really cool. Go back to my verse. Go back to my verse, okay? No, let's go, this is really good. Let's go back a couple verses. Let's go to verse 29. No, 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 no. Verse 28. Sorry, we're on 29. This is so cool. Just saw this, all right? And Peter answered and said, Lord, look, look, look at this. Lord, if it be thou, bid me come unto what? Thee. Who's the thee? Jesus. Okay? On the water. Now go, go, to, go to verse 29. Verse 29. And he said, come. And when he come down out of the ship, he walked on the water to go to who? Jesus. Here's what's really cool about this. Man, this is so great. This is so great. This is so great. This is so great. Okay? You know what Peter wanted to do? He wanted to get to Jesus. Does that make sense? Anthony, I know you see this. Come on, here we go. All right, come on, here we go. 
He, the, goal was to, the goal was to get to Jesus. That he, wanted, he wanted to get to Jesus. Let me help you with this. The way he got there was to walk on the water. Let me help you with this. He could have flew there, right? But, but the, the goal he had, he wanted to get to Jesus. The, the, the fact that he stepped on his faith only helped him to get to the goal, to get to Jesus. It was just a means to an end. Does that make sense? Okay? And so when we exercise our faith, we need to understand when I'm exercising, this is great, okay? When we exercise our faith, the, the fa- exercising our faith looks like this, the word obedience, okay? Obedience. Obedience to who? Help me with this. Obedience to who? To Jesus, to God, right? Okay? And, and, and even from the standpoint of where Peter is going, where Peter is going, it's, it's, it's a, an obedience to God to get closer to who? God, to get to Jesus, right? Okay? So, yes, he got to walk on water, and yes, that was what he did, okay? And that's in, in the way of what, where we see his faith played out and exercised, but the goal, the goal from where he started to where he was going was the same, and it was Jesus, okay? So, number three, come on, go, go number three, number three, number three, number three. Okay, focus your faith solely on Jesus, okay? Now, I'm going I'm to jump around a little bit, so don't get, don't get weirded out, all right? All right, so let's look and see, let's look and see what happens, okay? To go to Jesus. Verse 30. But when, but when he saw the wind boisterous, he was afraid. And beginning to sink, he cried, saying, Lord, save me. Now, here's what I want to give you. Let me, before I give you the number four, let me go, let's go to Hebrews. Let's go to Hebrews, okay? Hebrews 12.1 says, Wherefore, seeing we're all com- compassed about with so great a cloud of witnesses, let us lay aside every weight and the sin which hath easily beset us, and let us run with patience the race that is set before us. Okay, so obviously, from the standpoint of exercising our faith, there are times where we're going to have to put some things aside. Can I get an amen? Okay? There's some things that are going to drag us down to hold us back, okay? Uh, one thing, and we'll, we'll talk about this in the invitation, because there, when we think about exercising our faith, there are things that automatically come to our mind that are going to hinder us from exercising our faith. And here's what I want to help you with. You've got to lay that stuff aside. You can't let anything, you can't let, if, if, you, if, if God is, is, is putting on you, hey, here's what I need you to do. I need you to step out in your faith this way. You need to take care of anything that's going to drag you down. But notice this in verse 2. Verse 2, okay? Go back to verse 1. Sorry, sorry. All right? And let us run with patience. Okay, so we let, let us run with patience in the race that is set before us. Okay, so we laid those things down. Now we're going to run a race. Now we're going to pursue something. Now we're going to go after that. Verse 2. Here we go. Looking unto who? Jesus. Watch this. The author and finisher of our what? Faith. Who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross, despising the shame, is set down at the right hand of the throne of God. When we go to that race, when we go to pursue, we are to look to who? Jesus. Why? This is so important. Looking unto Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith. This is great. Man, this is awesome. This is so great. This is so great. At the beginning, at the beginning, when Peter's in the boat, guess who that started with? That was the beginning. So that was the author. So that started with who? Jesus. And where he wanted to get to, that's the finish. Where did it, start? Where did it, where did it end with? Jesus, okay? He's the author and finisher of our faith. Golly, this is so great. I love it. Okay, all right? Now, so, so he's, he's going to Jesus, he's looking to Jesus, all that kind of stuff. Verse, uh, verse 30, but when he, what's that next word? Saw. So what do you see with? 
Your eyes. That's pretty easy, right? Okay, where were his eyes before? On Jesus. On Jesus. They were stripped. They were, because uh, I don't know about you, but if I'm about to walk to Katie right now, I better be paying attention to her, because if I don't, I'm going to probably walk to Brad, okay? If I just randomly walk, you know, Brad's like, look, I'm not your wife, leave me alone. All right, okay. But uh, does that make sense? You know, like, I, 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 it's about mow season. You can't just, you can't mow like this. Because, <laughs> hey, this is, oh, this is so great. This is so great. This is so great. Guess what? Guess what? Your feet will follow what? Your eyes. Wherever your eyes are, that's where your feet will go. So it's really important that we understand that what we're seeing, what we're looking at, that we keep our eyes focused on what's, what, what's, what's the goal, that is Jesus. Because let me help you with this. If it's not focused on Jesus, guess what you're focused on? Everything else. And when he saw When he saw the wind boisterous, he was afraid, and beginning to sink, he cried, saying, Lord, save me. Now, okay, let's talk about exercising our faith. Number four, we gotta ignore any you gotta ignore any distractions to your faith. You gotta ignore any distractions to your faith. Now, here's what's really interesting. This is so cool because so many people want to take this and go, man, he stepped out, everything was great and wonderful, and then a storm came. Okay, read the verse. Read the verse. Jesus is the one who tells them to get in the boat. Okay? They go out on the sea. And what happens? A storm comes up. Right? Okay? And by the way, too, some people say, well, the reason why there was a storm, because they're disobedience. No, wait a second. They would be obedient to God. God was putting them in the storm. This is kind of interesting, okay? God sent them into a storm. Because some of you are like, I'll exercise my faith, but I have to have perfect conditions. Let me help you with this. They're never perfect conditions. They're never perfect conditions. Have you ever noticed this? This is kind of interesting. Have you ever felt like you need to step out in your faith and exercise your faith more when you're in tragedy or difficulty or pain? You know he's kind of talking to them. You're like, no, uh, the, the pain, the struggle, the difficulty, all that kind of stuff. I can't do that, God. But wait a second. He wants you to, he wants you to exercise your faith in the midst of the storm. Not just when everything's calm and easy. But here we are, we're in the storm, okay? And, and when they see him walking on the water, there's still a storm. And when, G, when Peter steps out of the boat, guess what? There's still a storm, all right? So the conditions didn't change. What changed was his focus. What changed was his focus. The storms was still, the storm was there. Here's what's really interesting. Like, there's a storm going, and he steps out, and he starts walking to Jesus, and he's all good. Storms raging, all that kind of stuff, but what happens is he starts to get distracted by the wind and the waves and all that kind of stuff, and wait a second, and as soon as he starts to do that and he loses his focus, he begins to what? Sink. He begins to sink. So when it comes to exercise of faith, we've got to ignore any distractions to your faith. I'll use the example. I'll use the example of sharing the gospel. So here it is. I'm supposed to share the gospel with this particular individual, okay? So, so, so I have to open my mouth to, to, to say that. And, and, and let me help you with this. From the standpoint of, of, of making sure that I shared the gospel, it was more geared towards me being obedient to Jesus, not necessarily trying to get this person saved. Does that make sense what I'm trying to say? All right? I'm not saying you don't need to share the gospel so that people will come in faith and trust in Jesus, but the reason why you share the gospel is not so you can see a lot of people saved. You share the gospel because Jesus told you to. Can I get an amen? Okay? 
But, but here's, avoid, ignore any distractions. The week, the, the week okay, so, uh, so Monday night I shared the gospel. But the week before, there, this p- particular person was on my heart and mind. Was on my heart and mind. And so Thursday, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a guy I see at the ball games and all that kind of stuff. And so Thursday we have a ball game. And, and I'm like, okay, I need to do this, I need to do this. I even looked at the guy and I said, hey, you know, I need to have a serious conversation with you probably not a great place to start you know I need to have a serious conversation with you because uh, later on he told me I thought you were going to sell me something I didn't know what was going on like whatever I need to have a serious conversation with you but because we're at a ball game and all these people around and all that kind of stuff I'm not going to do it today then then Friday comes along we have another ball game and so I see this individual and I'm like maybe I can get him between games or whatever like that and and you know nerves anxiety worry on my side probably he doesn't want to have a serious conversation with me i probably freaked him out at this point okay so before we leave on friday i'm like hey what are you doing tomorrow he said i'm gonna be you know with my kid and we're gonna be doing you know down in birmingham and all this kind of stuff and i said will you have an opportunity to call me he said yes i said call me on saturday i have to have a serious conversation with me saturday goes by he never calls me now, let me help you with this. Do you know how phones work? It's two-way communication, okay? I could have picked up the phone and called the guy, all right? But I was like, well, he didn't call. Sunday rolls around. Monday, I see him. First thing, I walk in, I mean mug him. I'm like, you didn't call me, you know? But why am I saying all that? Is there's going to be distractions to you exercising your faith. There's going to be situations where it's not perfect. There's not perfect conditions. Does that make sense? I don't know about you, but I, and I don't know if this is just God's funny way of just kind of messing with us sometimes, but usually it's never the perfect conditions for me to share my faith or to, to exercise my faith or to share the gospel wherever it would be. It's never going to be perfect, but let's just be honest with this, about this. It's almost like we're looking for ways for it not to be perfect. Like I'm looking for an excuse. I'm looking for an out. Like, God, this is why I can't exercise my faith right now because I've got this reason, this reason, this reason, this reason. And that's what I did. I conjured up my mind. I need to share the gospel, but I, have, I can't because of this. I can't because of that. He didn't call me, all that kind of stuff. Like even think, it wasn't even my fault anymore. It's his fault now that I wasn't getting the gospel to him. Whatever. But ignore any distractions to your faith because there are going to be distractions. Can I get an amen? There are going to be distractions. Every time. Here's what, I'll say this right now, definitively right now, there are some people that are checked out. And I'm talking right now, and they're checked out. And guess what you're allowing to do? You're allowing to be distracted. Somebody right now in this room, don't look around, okay? Don't look around. Somebody right now is doodling. Somebody right now is on their cell phone, okay? Somebody right now is doing that. Now everybody's like looking at me. (laughs) I'm not doing that, Buchanan, I promise, okay? Why? Because we live in a world full of distractions, Right? And so you have to, you, if you're going to exercise your faith, you've got to make a decision before you even step out of the boat. I, no, I'm not worried about all these things out here. I'm doing what Jesus told me to do. All right? So ignore any distractions. Okay. Now let's look at this. Let's look at this. But when he saw the wind boisterous, he was afraid and beginning to sink. He cried saying, Lord, save me. Lord, save me. Look at this in verse 31. And, and, and what's that next word? And immediately Jesus stretched forth his hand and caught him and said unto him, O thou of little faith, wherefore didst thou doubt? So as soon as he starts to sink, he says, Lord, save me. Which in a way I think is, is an expression of faith as well, right? Like, save me, Lord, I'm sinking. All right? 
And when he, when he reached out and said, Lord, save me, Jesus was right there. Outstretched arm. Caught him. Now he does deal with his faith. Said, O thou of little faith, wherefore didst thou doubt? Like, why are you doubting? At what point did you start doubting? What's going on here? Okay? So he challenges in faith. But here's what I want to encourage you about. When it comes to, comes to how to exercise your faith, okay, we've got to recognize that Jesus wants us to exercise faith. We need to be willing to step out in our faith. We need to focus solely on Jesus. We need to ignore the distractions. But here's what we need to understand, okay? Number five, number five. If you lose focus, what's that next word? Remember, Jesus will still be there. Jesus will still be there. Well, it's interesting to me. We were actually in, um, we looked at, at, at the Passover um, in Exodus this past Wednesday night. By the way, if you're on Wednesday night, we're going to dive in that a little bit deeper this Wednesday night. But one of the things they talked about with the Passover is that they wanted to set it as a memorial. And it was something that they were going to have to, they were going to celebrate year after year after year after year. Because here's what happens is so many times the reason why we won't exercise our faith is because we have short-term memory loss. Because we, we exercise our faith, God works and moves, and then we go, uh, then the next time he tells us, we're like, I don't know, God. Will you? <laughs> Might? Could you? Right? Okay? And so sometimes what happens is, is we forget that even if we lose focus, even if we didn't step out, the next time we step out, the next time we do, even if we lose focus, Jesus will still be there. And here's what's really interesting about this. Let's say you fall on your face. Guess who's going to pick you up? Jesus. He's going to pick you up every single time. And here's what I want to challenge you with. with. With stepping out in your faith, probably the best thing we can do, and I don't do this on a good basis, on a consistent basis, but when we exercise our faith and we see God move, probably the best thing we could do is mark that down. Write it down somewhere. Put a date by it. You know, say it, like put it in our phone, whatever, so that, so that the next time Jesus asks us to exercise our faith and we're kind of hesitant, we're kind of worried and all that kind of stuff, guess what? We can go back and say, wait a second, he was faithful then, he was faithful then, he was faithful then. Well, if he was faithful then, 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 he will now be faithful now, right now. He will be faithful last time I stepped on my faith, God did something. So I'm going to do it again. I'm going to do it again. I'm going to do it again. Because here's what I want to encourage you about. No, I take that back. I don't want to go that far. Okay? So if you lose focus, remember Jesus will still be there. Because here's what I want to help you with. When it came to sharing the gospel, I didn't do it Thursday night. I didn't do it Friday night. I didn't do it Saturday because he didn't call me. <laughs> and I didn't call him Sunday. But Monday night, Monday night, it was a no matter what, I'm going to do this. Even if I'm the last person at the stinking ball field, I'm going to do this. And guess what? Jesus was helping me to exercise my faith on Monday night, just like he was going to do it on Thursday night. Just like he was going to do it on Friday night. Just like he was going to do it on Saturday. He was going to, so no matter what, what for, and, uh, now this is, not, this is not advocating like delay it. <laughs> like put it off as long as you can. No, I'm saying, if you haven't, or you're delaying it, and you're like, well, what about, you know, like, well, I didn't do it last week, or I didn't do it yesterday, or let's say this, there was something God specifically told you to do today, and you didn't do it. Guess what? That doesn't mean that he's, like, forgotten about you. Here's the deal. You still, he still is encouraging you to exercise your faith. Exercise your faith. 
Now there's the steps. That's the five steps from the standpoint of how to exercise your faith. But let's flip over to something different. Let's talk about why it's important. Okay? Why it's important. So that's the, that's the this is like basically like two outlines in one. Okay, here we go. Why is it important to exercise your faith? Because you can have the, high, the how-to, right? You can have the how-to all day long. You can know exactly how to do something, but, but from the standpoint of, of why is it important? What, 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 this is a better way to say it. Buchanan, if I do this, what will happen? Like, how is it going to benefit me? How is it going to help me? What am I going to see in my life if I do this? Number one, number one, your faith will get stronger. Your faith will get stronger. And you're like, well, Buchanan, Buchanan, sometimes when I step out in faith, my faith doesn't get stronger. Some of that's from the, from the memory side of it, okay? But what, what, faith, faith builds on faith, builds on faith, builds on faith. And some of y'all, even from the standpoint of maybe you don't do good at remembering, but some of y'all have, have stepped on your faith more because of what God has done in the past in you and for you, Okay? And here, here, I won't give you an example, because like, well, Buchanan, give me, give me an example, okay? Um, let's go, let's talk about Peter, okay? So Peter is somebody who's walking on the water, and yeah, he started to sink because he looked at the waves and all that kind of stuff, but he gets, he gets, he, Jesus catches him, puts him back in the boat. Last week, as, as we went along, the, there was a part where Jesus is basically saying, hey, I'm the bread of life. If you don't eat my flesh, drink my blood, all that kind of stuff. And he wasn't talking about physically eating and drinking and stuff like that. He was talking about him, like you needed me. It's not about physical stuff. It's about what I have, I, I'm for you. And a lot of people left. And then he turned to his disciples and said, will you go also? And one disciple spoke up. One disciple spoke up. What was his name? Peter. Peter spoke up. And Peter says, where can we go? Thou art the Christ, the Son of the living God. Now, I don't know about you, but how was he able to definitively step up and say, hey, where can we go? You're the Son of the living God. Because of what his faith was. Let me help you with this. You know the only reason why Peter was the one who stepped up and said anything? Because Peter was the only one who walked on water. Let me help you with this. Every single one of those disciples could have got on the boat and walked on water. But Peter's the only one who exercises faith. And here we go. Like, because, because he's, he's experienced that and seen that, now, in turn, he's saying, thou art the Christ. Now, let me help you with this. Peter has a little bit of an up and down history as you keep going through the Gospels, all right? Peter, Peter's one, like, they go up to Mount Transfiguration. They're like, let's build an altar for you. And Jesus is like, no, we can't stay up here. we got to go back down, okay? P- Peter's one of the ones that, like, like he's, he's, like, Jesus, when he goes into the garden, he's got some of his disciples, and he takes Peter, James, and John, and they go a little bit closer, and he says, look, watch and pray. And he goes on and pray. And every time he comes back, what are they doing? They're asleep, okay? Where's the faith there? All he told you to do is stay and watch and pray, all right, this is also the Peter. This is also the Peter that denied him three times, right? Okay, so it's been an up and down journey. Now, we'll come back to that in just a minute, all right? But, but, but as, as they saw, as I exercised my faith, their faith grew and grew and grew and grew. There were moments, there were moments where they were a little wavering, okay? Let's be, now, I know we don't want to throw off on the disciples, but we got that tendency too. Can I get an amen? Okay, we have that tendency too, all right? And I'm not done with Peter yet, okay? 
So don't be like, oh, man, see, I told you it wasn't going to build and build and build. But uh, when it comes down to it, your faith will get stronger. And here's why. Here's what I want to say about your faith getting stronger. When I talk to the guy, okay, now we're still in a conversation, okay? We're still in a conversation. There's some things we've got to work out. I don't believe he's saved. I don't believe he's saved from the conversations we've had so far. But it may be just an insurance thing. I don't know for sure. But here's what happened. One is, is, is when I said it, I opened my mouth, I said, you know what? And here's, here's what was, it was particular to me. I said, you know what? I've been, um, you've been on my heart and mind for over a year. And then we went into the conversation. And here's what he said. I wish you to talk to me sooner. Now, you can say what you want to, but when I heard that, that built my faith. That made my faith stronger. Because why? Because here's the deal. I wish you'd talk to me. And, and, here's, and I, I don't want to go too far into this, but when I asked that question, when he said that, I wish you'd talk to me sooner, he got a little bit emotional about it. Now, let me, let me say this. Do you believe that God was working behind the scenes and working on his heart before I ever had that conversation? Absolutely he was. Absolutely he was. And so now I'm like, okay, he told me to do something. He's been working on that. So, like, i got to exercise my faith because God's about to use me from the standpoint of what he's already doing in that guy's heart. Okay? And here's the deal. It made my faith stronger because specifically God put somebody's name, name on my mind and on my heart. I actively said something to it, and then I started to see, wait a second, this guy may not be saved. So it makes your faith stronger. Number two. Number two, why is this important? It will encourage someone else's faith. It will encourage someone else's faith. This is so cool. This is so cool. Let's go back into Matthew 14. Matthew 14. And when they were coming to the ship, the wind ceased. Verse 33. Then they that were in the ship, okay, then they that were what? In the ship came and worshipped him, saying, of a truth, thou art the son of God. Now, here's what's kind of interesting. I just saw this. I just saw this. I just saw this, okay? And they that were in the ship. There's only one per, excuse me, there's only two people that were outside the ship. Jesus and Peter. So we can say what we want to, and, I, and, and the wind ceasing and the waves going down, all kind of stuff. Yeah, that probably built their faith. But do you think when they saw Peter walk on water, because Jesus said, come out, and all this kind of stuff. Do you not think that that was another reason why they worshipped him and said, thou art the Son of God? Some, here, this is, maybe this is next level stuff or whatever, but when it comes to exercising your faith, we have to realize this. When it comes to exercising our faith, it may not be just what God's trying to do inside of you. It may be what he's trying to do with somebody else. I'll use the example. I hope this happens. I hope this happens. Every time I talk to you about that I'm sharing the gospel, and let me help you with this too. I've got to say this real quick. This has been like a year long, okay, this has been a heavy emphasis for my life. I've been saved for 22 years. I'm, I'm saddened by the fact that I just got serious about sharing the gospel in the last year. It, it, it breaks my heart. I should have been that way from age 16, okay? I'm not, and I haven't been, and I'm sorry for that. But what I'm saying is, is that that when I'm, when I, I hope that every time I talk about the fact that, that when I'm sharing the gospel, I hope that encourages you. I hope that encourages you. That, you know, and I'm not saying I'm perfect or great and wonderful. Like I said, I've got, I've, got, I've got a lot of time to make up to where I, I hope one day I can look back and say there was more years I shared the gospel on a consistent basis than not in my, in my, in my years of salvation. 
But what I'm saying is, is that when, when, when we step out and exercise our faith, somebody, and this is really good, somebody, because they see you exercising your faith, will have courage to exercise their own faith. Okay? So, it, it, like, why it's important is if, 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 you, if you start exercising your faith, somebody's going to see it, and they may be willing to do it too. Okay? Number three. Number three. Number three. You will be prepared to use it when it is needed most. You will be prepared to use it when it is needed most. Now, let's, let's, I'll give you an example from the life of Peter. We're not going to look in this section of Scripture, but in the life of Peter, you have ups and downs. He shows a lot of faith and a little bit of weak faith and the great faith and the weak faith, great faith, weak faith, all that kind of stuff. He even denied Jesus, all that kind of stuff. And, and, and Jesus had, had to deal with him from the standpoint of being on that seashore afterwards and, you know, you know, Peter, do you love me? And all this kind of stuff. But they're in the book of Acts, the very beginning of Acts, Jesus, Jesus sends up to heaven and he tells them to wait in Jerusalem. And he tells them to wait specifically for a, a particular person. That person was the Holy Spirit. Okay? And, and so when the Holy Spirit comes, like, and so they're, they're, they're in the upper room, Pentecost comes, the Holy Spirit falls down, and, and, and then they're filled with the Holy Spirit. And at that moment, in that moment, somebody's going to have to step up. Somebody's going to have to help them to see what's actually going on, who this is, and what they need to do with him. And who do you think that one person was? Peter. Peter. Peter stands up on the day of Pentecost and preaches the gospel. And preaches repentance, belief, put your faith and trust in Jesus, all that kind of stuff. And 3,000 people are saved. 3,000 people are saved on the day of Pentecost. Okay? Let me help you with this. Let me help you with this. In that moment right there, he is not that, he can't conjure up the, oh, maybe I'll do it tomorrow. Does that make sense what I'm trying to say? He, he, he can't like, okay, I've got to get myself psyched up. I've got to work through the worry and the anxiety and all that kind of stuff. No, when the Holy Spirit came and filled them all, here's what he had to do. He had to step up and say, look, let me tell you who this is. This is Jesus. This is the one you crucified, and you need to put your faith and trust in him so you have eternal life. And 3,000 people got saved that day. Now, let's wrap it all up. Let's wrap it all up. Go back to, go back to my title. Go back to my title. Go back to my title. Ready? We're going to say it together. One, two, three. How to exercise your faith. Now all we're going to do is we're going to emphasize one word out of this whole entire statement. It's the third word on here, so I'll, I'll, I'll give you an opportunity to count the words. Okay? One, two, three. All right? It's the largest word on this screen. Okay? So one, two, three. We're going to say that largest word. One, two, three. Exercise. Well, let's talk about exercise. Let's talk about exercise. Okay, now let's be, you, you, I, know, I know what happened. Some of y'all at the beginning of the service asked if you were missing that hour and you lied to me, okay? Because I can see it in your eyes. No, I don't miss it, Buchanan, I got it, okay? All right. If you hate exercise, please raise your hand unashamedly. Okay. All right, so it still feels like somebody's lying to me, whatever, Okay. How about this? The first time you ever exercised, did you hate it? Raise your hand. <laughs> Some of you are just, I'm, I'm not going to raise my hand, Buchanan. I refuse to. I'm not a hand raiser, okay? Some of y'all need, during the worship song, you just put your hand up just to try, just to start practicing, start exercising, okay? All right, here we go. So, sorry, just having a little fun. 
Exercise, 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 exercise. Okay, why do people exercise? Why do people exercise? Now, there's a couple of, there's some, there's some vain reasons to exercise, right? Okay, here's some vain reasons. Because I want to look better in my clothes. I want them to fit better, okay? I, or, or, or I wouldn't say a vain reason that you don't want to have to buy more clothes. So you exercise to keep yourself trim and nice and all that kind of stuff. Sometimes we exercise because we want to see what we look like in the mirror, right? Okay, so what? All right. I don't do that anymore. Um, so, uh, but sometimes we exercise for, for vain reasons, right? Okay, I want, I want to look good. I, I want my clothes to fit better. I want to save a little money, all that kind of stuff, all right? But ultimately, when it comes down to exercise, the, the benefit of exercise is so that you can be healthy. Say that with me, so you can be what? Healthy. So you can be healthy, okay? Uh, when, when I say that, okay, I exercise so that um, I, I, I feel better. Okay, I'm healthy, I'm uh, I'm a good cardiovascular health and strength and all that kind of stuff. I want to be healthy. But also, the reason why I exercise is I want it to, to like, be functional. Does that make sense? Like, I I don't know about you, but I don't want to have to walk up a flight of stairs and be winded. (laughs) Like, that would be nice, okay? Like, that happens to me sometimes. Like, I walked up these stairs and I have to catch my breath. All right, one little endurance, one little stamina. Okay. Also, when when it comes to like lifting weights and stuff like that, I want that to be functional strength. So when my wife says, "Hey, move the couch," by the way, I'm not doing that. Okay. When my wife says, "Move the couch," I want to be able to pick up the couch and move it. All right, not by myself. That would be crazy awesome. But uh, okay. So I I want to be healthy, and I want to be functional. Right. I want I want I want to be be able to function and use it. Let's talk about practice. Okay, let's, 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 we're talking about exercise, let's talk about practice, okay? Uh, if you've ever, ever played sports in your life, raise your hand. Ever played sports in your life, okay? All right, I don't know about you, but I'm not a real big fan of practice, all right? Uh, there's, a, there's a basketball player, his name is Allen Iverson. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not um, condoning anything about him or any of that. He may be the best guy in the world, the worst guy in the world, I have no clue. But he has this big rant on YouTube, and he'd go, Practice? We're talking about practice, because he wasn't like he wasn't like going all out in practice. Like I'm I'm dating myself, Matthew. You remember this, right? Practice? Never mind. Okay, so there we go. Maybe maybe I'm the only one who like cares about sports. And uh, I want to say I want to say Google it, but I I, I don't. We may use some words. I don't know. So there we go. Probably don't do that. All right. Now all of you are thinking about it. You're distracted, and now you're actually googling while I'm talking. Allen Iverson practice. Don't do that. All right. So, but practice. All right, now let me help you with this. When you practice, you do not practice in the game. Does that make sense? The game is not when you practice. You practice so that what? You'll be ready for the game. All right, my son plays baseball. All right. Now, in practice, he may be thinking, okay, i got to backhand this, go this way. I need to check that. Maybe he's got that and all this kind of stuff. But he, he practices all these things when he's going on so that when the moment happens, the very moment it happens, he's ready to go. Does that make sense? Okay. Which that points to number three. Like, when we need it the most, we're ready for it. Okay. But, 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 but here's what I want to help you with. If you've never practiced baseball, do not show up to the ball field with a glove ready to play. Because <laughs> let me help you with this. You're probably going to get hurt. <laughs> okay? Same thing. If you've, never, if you've never done any kind of strength training, whatever, don't go home and pick up your couch. It's not going to end well for you. 
all right? Don't, if you've never walked or ran in your life, don't go to the stadium and go, I'm going to run up these stairs. You'll go to the hospital before you get to the top of the stairs. Now, why am I saying all that? Why am I saying all that? There's a, there's a, there's a point to exercise. There's a point to practice, right? You exercise something so that in the moment when you need it the most, it's there. Does that make sense? All right. Now let's talk about exercise, exercise, because it says how, how to exercise your faith. Because what, what we want to get to is when, when, when we put it on there, exercise our faith immediately, that's just what we do. But let's be honest, let's be honest. We're we ready to be honest, take our halos off, all that kind of stuff. Let's be honest, okay? When it comes to Jesus put something specifically on our hearts through his word or through his Holy Spirit for us to do, we hesitate. Can I get an amen? Okay? You can't hesitate on the ball field. You can't. You've got to react. Can I get an amen? All right, now, but let's talk about exercise, how to exercise faith. So what we're doing is, is there's things clearly that God is asking me to do according to his word or his Holy Spirit, and I need to do those things so that in the very moment when I have to do it, immediately I just react. But let's talk about exercise. One, it is extremely hard to get started. Can I get an amen? It takes an extra amount of energy and effort on the front end to start an exercise program. Would everybody agree? Okay? It, it, t- it takes, you gotta, you gotta set your clock a little earlier, maybe get some accountability, like, uh, you know, may, you know uh, maybe they'll take money out of my paycheck if I don't show up, whatever. You gotta put a lot of emphasis to get started, okay? Two, I don't know what it is about exercising, but a lot of times what, what us guys do is if we're going to go in the gym, the first thing I'm going to do is I'm going to that bench because I want to see how much I can bench press. How much can you bench press, Matthew? Come on. Oh, you don't want to talk about it? Whatever. I know it's a lot more than me, okay? So there we go. But look, so we do that. But here's, here's what's interesting. I always go to chest, and I'll do all these chest workouts, and then the next morning when you get in the shower, here's how you wash your hair. Because you're so tight. My wife in the mornings after I've, after I've gone to the gym, she's like, what are you doing? I'm like screaming going, I'm just washing my hair. Ah, okay. So when we start exercising, there's going to be some soreness. There's going to be some soreness, okay. It's going to be a little uncomfortable, right. It's going to cause a little pain, all right. But if you stick with it, if you stick with it, you will start to see results. Say results. You'll start to see results. You'll see results. And then what will happen is that you, are, you have now, you've got, you've started to build a habit of it. And then later on, as you start to build habits, what will happen is it won't become just a habit. It will become a lifestyle. Okay? The people that are most dedicated to the gym do not have to force themselves to go to the gym. They just do it. Like you ask them, like, when, when do you go to the gym? They can tell you exactly when they go, and even if they, maybe they missed it, they will go no matter what. Like, they go every single day because that's just what they do and who they are. It's become a lifestyle change. Now, what's the point of all this, okay? When you exercise your faith, if you want to go from the standpoint of sharing the gospel, I'm not saying we have to talk about that. That's just an example I gave you. Let me help you with this. It's going to take a lot of energy and effort to get it started. Okay? Two, it's probably going to cause some soreness. It's going to be a little uncomfortable. It's going to be a little bit of pain. 
It's going to put you out of your comfort zone. You're going to have a little bit of fear, anxiety, all kinds of stuff. I shouldn't even say this out loud. One of the biggest things, I never like to go to the gym by myself because I think everybody is judging the weight I push. I know that's not reality. Well, maybe some of them are. Okay, but like, so there's, there's, there's those things that prevent you from going, but there's going to be some soreness. But if you stick with it, you're going to get, what's that, what's that R word? You're going to get what? Results. And eventually it's going to become a habit. And before long, it won't, the fact of you exercising your faith is not something you have to consciously think about. It's just going to become a lifestyle. It's going to become who you are. So, from the standpoint of working out, exercise, and all that kind of stuff, you want to be healthy, functional, be ready to go. I hope this is the desire of every single person in this room. When it comes to being a Christian, I want to be healthy, functional, and ready to go. Let's everybody stand. Let's everybody stand. <clears throat>